Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my new upcoming totally free live masterclass titled The Most Common Legal and Tax Mistakes at Each Stage of Business and How You Can Avoid Them. On this masterclass, you'll learn whether it's time for you to go from a sole proprietorship to an LLC or from an LLC to an S-Corp, or if you have an S-Corp, how you can make sure that you're running it correctly. You will also learn how to get more profitable in a snap and put your taxes on autopilot, as well as how to make sure you're owning the CEO role in your business and managing the growth of your business without the fear that IRS hate mail or nasty lawsuits are going to come your way. Also, at the end of the class, you'll officially be invited to join the spring 2021 class of Unfuck Your Biz. There will be a special bonus available only to those that attend the masterclass. So if you're curious about the program or know that you need to get a head start on avoiding these legal and tax mistakes we're going to talk about, join us at www.unfuckyourbiz.com where you can register. See you there. Well, hello there, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and today we are continuing our mini boot camp. So if you missed yesterday's episode, make sure you hit pause, go back and listen to yesterday's episode because... Today's will be incomplete without yesterday. So go start there and then hop back in. So today, what we're doing is we're digging into our quarterly tax calculation. So I'm actually going to be teaching you a simplified version of what I teach in module one of my signature program, Unfuck Your Biz. I also talk about it in my book. It's really like the first 100 plus pages in the book is figuring out your business income, estimating taxes, really teaching you the fundamentals of how our taxes actually work. That's what we'll be starting with today. So our first step in order to go through this process is understanding what business income is. This is our starting point to determine how taxes are actually calculated. So I'm going to start with a quote from the IRS. And the IRS says, self-employment income is income earned from carrying on a trade or business as a sole proprietor or, or independent contractor or some form of partnership. So basically, if you're carrying on a trade or business, you have self-employment or business income, then people always ask, well, how do I know if I'm carrying on a trade or business? Well, we could spend a lot of time digging into the IRS definitions of that. But ultimately, if you receive compensation, you receive money for providing any kind of service or any kind of a good with an intent to actually make money, then you have business income. Like you're doing a thing, your goal is to make money with it. That thing is probably a business. All right, let's just keep it super simple. If you just had a hobby and you weren't trying to run a business, you probably would not have found your way to this podcast. I'm guessing because like what hobbyist is going to listen to a podcast on law and tax for their hobby? But probably no one, unless you're like a really bored law student with time on your hands, right? Okay. So uh, next thing I want to talk about is like what makes up your business income? Our business income is made up of all the income we get from our customers or clients. So if you have five clients, they each pay you $1,000, you have $5,000 in business income. Pretty simple. Where people get tripped up is when they get 1099s. 
because a lot of people will kind of distinguish between like freelance income and business income. And for tax purposes, they're one and the same. So let's give an example here. Let's say that you're a graphic designer for a large company. You do design work for them as an employee. And then you decide, you know what? I really want to start my own business. So I'm going to go over here and start my own business and get some clients. And then you have five clients each pay you $1,000. And then your old company says, hey, you know what? Even though you kind of left us, we still need some help from you. So we're going to pay you as a freelance independent contractor $5,000 to do some client work. So watch your business income. Where people get tripped up is they, they think of that $5,000 in the freelance work, the contractor work as separate and apart from their business. But if it's being paid to you as a 1099 contractor, then it's self-employment income. Whether it's part of your legal business entity, you could technically file it in different places on your tax return, but you're gonna be pay the same amount of taxes. So whenever you're getting 1099 for work that's similar to the work you're doing in your business, let's just go ahead and lump that into your business income. So in this example, you had $5,000 in freelance income from your old employer, plus five $1,000 payments from other clients, that's $10,000 total. So $10,000 would be your business income. So when you go to file your tax returns for your business, you're going to, let's say you self-file through H&R Block or TurboTax, they're going to say, do you have a business? Yes. What's your business income? You would say, well, I received one ten ninety nine. And that was $5,000. And then they say, what was your other business income? And you would say $5,000. That totals $10,000 in the business. That's how that works. So it's pretty simple. You just think, what's the total amount of money in my business? And did I get paid in different parts? So maybe I got some 1099s, some not. It's going to total up to our total business income. All right. So we must also know what self-employment income is because only our self-employment income is subject to self-employment tax. It's very important. Makes sense, right? We have self-employment taxes. Those are only subject on our self-employment income. Self-employment tax is our share of Medicare and Social Security. So hopefully we'll all retire one day. We'll draw Medicare and it's, you know, or we'll draw Social, Social Security and get on Medicare if it's still around. And we will have paid into that for our designated amount of time as a self-employed person through our self-employment taxes, which equals a 15.3% tax on our net self-employment income. Generally, we can just consider that our business profit. Okay, let's talk about business deductions. So the IRS tells us that to be deductible, a business expense must be both ordinary and necessary. An ordinary, an ordinary expense is one that is common and accepted in your trader business whereas a necessary expense is one that is helpful and appropriate for your trader business. An expense does not need to be indispensable to be considered necessary. I always thought this IRS definition was so wonky because the way they use the term necessary is like the opposite of the way I would think about it. Basically, they say necessary, a necessary expense is one that is helpful or appropriate. Dumb. But let's roll with it because that gives us more deductions, right? So some quick deduction notes. I want you to realize that some deductions are fully deductible and some are not fully deductible. So example, right now I'm recording this podcast on a podcast microphone. It costs me $130. I get a $130 deduction for this microphone. Easy peasy. It's fully deductible. That's the way most business expenses operate. 
Some business expenses though, like meals, for whatever reason, they have bizarre rules. If we go out to a business lunch that cost us $130, we actually only get to take a 50% deduction for that. So 50% or $65 of it is deductible. That also be an expensive lunch. Um, the IRS might consider to be extravagant, in which case it has its own rules. Don't, don't worry about those. But you need to understand that some deductions are fully deductible, some are only partially deductible. Next, we want to think about our Schedule C categories. So whenever you're wondering what's deductible, first of all, think back to the ordinary and necessary rule we talked about. But then go grab a copy of the IRS form Schedule C, and that essentially gives you an outline of what you can deduct on your taxes. If you're going to manually track your deductions via a spreadsheet, I always recommend we do that based on the categories on the Schedule C, because that's how we're going to file our taxes. And if we just line up the categories, it's just a lot easier to file. We want to try to keep our other deductions to a minimum, if possible. So ideally, we're going to categorize based on those Schedule C deduction categories and not lump too many things into the other category. When we file our taxes, they'll say, did you have any other business deductions? We say yes. And then it will say, what was the deduction? What was the amount? For me, the biggest other category is always um, education. There's no line on the Schedule C for education. So under other on my tax return, I always input education, X amount of dollars. Um, I have a couple other small ones as well, but I'd say 90% of the money I spend in my business will fit into one of the categories already listed on the tax return on the Schedule C. Next tip for you, this one's pretty simple. If you can deduct it, deduct it. This is, I know this sounds super, really stupid and really obvious, but I've had people ask me, well, you know, should I deduct that? That might make my profit too low. And then I'm worried, you know, I'm worried that the IRS is going to come after me. As long as you're not doing anything shady, if you're taking a deduction for something that you actually spent money on to grow your business, you don't need to stress out about it. Log it, deduct it, move on. You want to maximize your deductions without overinflating your deductions. So in other words, just do it. <laughs> Sounds so stupid. Just do it right. Do it correctly, right? Don't buy shit that you shouldn't be buying, calling it a business deduction when you're not using it for your business. But if you need to buy something for your business, then buy it and deduct it. To me, it's that simple. We just tend to overcomplicate things. All right. So let's talk about business profit or net income. So most of us know that gross income equals all the money that we're making in our business. So I call that business income as well, gross business income, that type of thing. We also have cost of goods. So cost of goods sold, or we often call these in the industry, they call these COGS, that's the acronym C-O-G-S. So business income minus your COGS equals, the IRS calls this your gross business profit, which to me is, kind of an oxymoron, but gross business profit. If you, uh, an, an example of a cost of goods sold would be like, I have, I sell copies of my book. So my book costs me about, let's say $15 to have the printer print it. So that's my cost of good. It costs me six, seven, $8 to deliver it. That's a business expense. My profit margin for each book is $9. I would probably just call the delivery a cost of good as well. So my gross biz profit would be the $9 that I'm making from the book um, times the number of copies that I sold. So your net income is your gross business profit minus your total deductions. And that's your net business income. 
If you don't have any cost of goods, then you can just skip that first part. Essentially, all you really need to know here is that at the end of the day, your taxable business income, your net business income, your business profit, I'll use all those terms interchangeably, is your total business income minus your cost of goods minus your deductible business expenses. End of story. Cool. All right. So that should be our primer on what we can deduct and what our profit is. What I would love for you to do, I'm going to give you a little bit of homework if you want to really dig into this boot camp. With today, today's episode, I'm going to post a copy of our small business deduction guide in the Facebook group. So I'll actually, I'll have my VA do that. So Emily, as you're listening, let's make a mental note to post that um, with the podcast episode on the day it releases. So you all, if you're already in the Facebook group, you can go hop in there and just download the small business tax deduction guide in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, make sure you go request to join at Braden's Besties and you can read through our deduction guide to learn more about your deductions to go along with the first part of this podcast episode. So now we're gonna talk about calculating the tax. So we now know how to determine our net business income so we can work through the process of calculating our federal taxes. So first we have to find our total income and then find our taxable income. These are different things. And then calculate the income tax. This is a little confusing. You can listen to this a few times over. Note that inside of Unfuck Your Biz, we spend about two weeks on this. And there's like 150 pages in the course textbook with all kinds of examples. And we talk through it in live Q&As. So it is a little bit dense. If you feel overwhelmed just listening on the podcast episode, that's okay. You can re-listen. Um, but I mostly just tell you that so that you don't feel bad if it's you know not totally sinking in. All right, so this is the kind of the framework or the math problem that we work through. Our net business income, which we already talked about, we already kind of calculated that our business profit plus all of other our all of our other household income equals our total our total income. So if our business profits fifty thousand and we have a full time job where we make fifty thousand, our total income is a hundred thousand. If we profit 50,000 and we have a spouse that we file on a tax return with who makes 50,000, then our total household income is 100,000. Total income minus adjustments equals our adjusted gross income. And adjustments are certain tax deductions that the IRS lets us take, again, our personal life, like student loan interest is one of them. That's our adjusted gross income or AGI. And then our AGI minus our standard deduction equals our taxable income. And I'm giving you kind of a simplified version of this calculation. So our standard deduction, if you are single, I believe currently it's $12,200. If you're married and you file a joint return, it's $24,400. So you take your total income minus your adjustments, minus your standard deduction, that's your taxable income. So once you know your taxable income, then you're gonna calculate your tax using tax brackets. So I've talked about tax brackets a lot on the podcast. I'm going to give a little bit of a primer here. You've probably seen the visual of the tax brackets before. If you haven't, Google it really quick. Just Google 2020 federal tax brackets. And you can look at the brackets and see that you pay different taxes based on what bracket your income falls into. But what I want you to realize is that the bracket that you fall into does not equal the percentage that you're paying on all your income. So I'll give this with an example that I'm pretty sure I've given here on the podcast before, but we'll go over it one more time. Let's assume that 
the first bracket is 10% on in all income up to $10,000. And the second bracket is 12% tax on all income between 10,000 and 50,000. And then the third bracket is 22% on all income above that. For this analogy, I want you to imagine that like you have at your place of work, let's assume that you have like actual buckets outside of your home, if you work in a home office and you don't have to worry about people stealing this money in this fictional hypothetical world. And every time a client wants to hire you, they're gonna like literally drive over and they're gonna drop money into these buckets. So client one comes and drops a few thousand dollars, client two comes, client three comes, and then your first bucket fills. So that's the $10,000 bucket. So you have $10,000 in there and then clients start dropping money in the second bucket until it fills to $50,000. And then clients start dropping money in the third bucket and that gets, let's say to 100,000 and then that's all your income for the year. Now tax season rolls around, the way that this analogy works is we're gonna imagine that Uncle Sam, like the physical manifestation of Uncle Sam, which I think would be terrifying, but roll with it. He comes to your house and he's like, all right, it's time for me to collect my tax money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in reverse order here and I'm gonna take 22% of all of the money from your third bucket, which was between 50 and $100,000 because you made 100,000. So 22% of $50,000 would be $11,000, I think. I'm doing quick math here. And then Uncle Sam, he takes the $11,000 out of there and then he says, I'm gonna take 12% out of your second bucket. So he takes the money out and then 10% out of your first bucket. That's how these tax brackets work. So they take that percentage out of each bucket. And then at the end of the day, if we determine, well, Uncle Sam ended up taking $15,000 in total and you made $100,000, he took 15% of your income. So we call 15% your effective tax rate. It's the amount of tax you end up paying on that total income. So even though you're in the 22% tax bracket, you're paying an effective tax rate of 15%. That's how your tax brackets work. So you can go find your tax brackets on the interwebs and you can do this calculation yourself. So you do the math and then you figure out your federal income tax. And remember, now remember, in addition to our federal income tax, we also as self-employed individuals must pay self-employment tax on our self-employment income. That's that 15.3% tax for Medicare and Social Security. So that's calculated on our business profit. So we calculate our income tax, then we calculate our self-employment tax, and now we total those taxes. So you add those together, you get your total tax, and you can figure out your effective tax rate. So I hope this is super fun listening to a full podcast episode on calculating taxes, but this is our goal, right? So we add up these taxes, we get our effective tax rate, and then this is what I call your tax savings percentage. So that's the percent of money that you want to set aside for your quarterly taxes. And the big reason why I like to teach the actual calculation is so that if you have big fluctuations in your income up or down, you can just redo the calculation real quick and you can know if you need to start saving more or less so that come tax season, you don't get fucked over when you end up owing or you haven't like drastically overpaid. So this is our starting point. Work out some numbers, I get out a pen and paper, work through it. And then I'll meet you over on tomorrow's episode where we're gonna go through some examples uh, to help you out. 
Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.